Hello and welcome. Hello. <laughs> I'm Emily. And I'm Jamie. And this is episode one of our October special that we have been talking about for forever, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are very excited to be doing this. Thank you guys for tuning in. So today we are kind of flying a little bit off the cuff. We are going to start with our episode called Our House in the Middle of the Street. And that is going to be about the Brooks family, the block, and some ghost stories from our staff. So get ready to uh, get some spine-tingling thrills and (laughs) all that. So after the music, I guess we'll be back. Yeah. All right. All right. So... In 1676, Beriah Broadbrooks was born. And I have nothing between that date and when he moved to Harwich in 1694. Oh, okay. he, was, he had 15 children by two different wives. His great-grandson, Obed Broadbrooks, is actually where the Brooks family story really starts for us in application to the library. So, by an act of Massachusetts legislature passed on March 14, 1806, he had the family's name changed to Brooks, as you know it today, hanging on the signs around the library. Obed owned the first store in Harwich, and his sons became businessmen, traders, and educators. He had nine children, and of them, these are the names that are going to be popping up throughout the next couple minutes with us. Sidney, Tamson, Harriet, Sarah, Obed Jr., and Henry Cobb Brooks. Now, Henry Cobb Brooks is really important. He is our dear and beloved founder. You may have seen his picture hanging outside the front doors when you come in from the Brooks Park side of the library. Um, He has those very glorious mutton chops that you can see, and he looks like a very stately gentleman. Henry Cobb was Obed's youngest son, and he was born May 16, 1824. At the age of 14, he left Harwich for Boston, where he worked as a clerk before eventually becoming a partner in a firm supplying ships to Boston Harbor. He later built ships and operated a sailing line to Australia. Really awesome. Would have been great to meet this guy in real life. He was a prominent member of the Agent and Honorable Artillery Company and acquired the title of Major by Meritus Conduct in the Militia and the title of Colonel by virtue of his appointment on the staff of Major General Samuel Andrews. While Henry pursued his business in Boston, his brothers and sisters were busy in Harwich. Obed Jr. was a shopkeeper and merchant, commissioner of the Mashpee Indians, and was a founding officer of the Cape Cod Five Cent Savings Bank and the Cape Cod National Bank. Sydney founded and built the Pine Grove Seminary, today's Brooks Academy Museum. Those of you may know it if you have gone down the street. The school offered young people an opportunity to extend their education beyond the elementary level and offered courses in navigation, mathematics, music, art, languages, and other subjects. More than 1,000 young men and women scholars passed through the doors of his school in its 20-year history. Sarah built and left a parsonage to the first parish church, known today as the First Congregational Church. And Tamison, in addition to serving as the first librarian for the Brooks Free Library, was legendary for her business skills and temperance activities. She willed Brooks Park to the town of Harwich, and she served as a librarian here at our library without pay until her death in 1891. But let's jump back a few years. Hmm. In 1880, Henry built the Brooks Block. In January 1st of 1881, the library officially opened with Tamison at age 60, again serving as the first librarian. The Brooks family was very much involved in the operation of the library. 
while Henry built the building and conceived of the plan to support the library, his brother, Sidney, and their two sisters, Tamsin and Sarah, arranged, numbered, and cataloged the collection. Henry died on May 28, 1886 in Boston, or potentially in Cape Cod. There's different conflicting information that I found, but I did find the Boston location in um, a historical book. So, Tamsin was one of the next to pass. She passed in 1891, as mentioned before. While other members of the Brooks family found and maintained and managed the library, and they realized that was a little bit too difficult for them to handle on their own, they, ooh, what does this say? <laughs> An association of interested townspeople was formed and family conveyed the property to the Brooks Library Association in 1896. The following year, the name was changed to the Broadbrooks Free Library Association, but in 1908, it was changed back to the Brooks Free Library Association. Henry, Tamsin, Harriet, and Sarah never married. Sydney did marry, but had no children. Awesome. And so now I'm going to be talking about the building history, um, which has a lot of very interesting variations. Um, so as I said before, it was established in 1880 and originally known as the Broadbrooks Free Library, and it was the first free public library in Harwich. And this Brooks Park as a block, as was said, um, was built in 1880 to house several stores, a free public library, and have other uses. Over the years, various shops occupied the first floor, including C.S. Hunt, Dry Goods and Furniture, Frank Show Parlor Stoves, and Small and Snow Curtains and Wallpapers. There were several upstairs rooms and a small apartment on the block that were rented out. So they, these would be um, on the second floor stacks of the nonfiction area that we have today. Um, these rooms were often lent to lawyers for offices or dressmakers and mil milliners, and even on one notable occasion, a barber. I would love to get my hair cut here. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, the rent collected from these spaces were meant to support the library, which was located on the east side of the second floor. On Thanksgiving Day in 1880, a reception and open house was held at the library. To give you an idea about what the library looks like then, the reference collection was spread out on a large oak table. The shelves had a collection of 2,500 volumes of fiction, poetry, history, and biography, all donated by Henry Brooks, as well as a selection of juvenile literature and files of Boston newspapers. Plaster busts, busts, <laughs> <laughs> um, plaster busts of Shakespeare, Milton, uh, Byron, Burns, Dickens, and Washington Irvin were on display, and you can still see these busts today up near the public computers on the second floor reference area. And if you have any questions, you feel free to ask anyone up there, um, and we'll be happy to to show you them. On January 1st, 1881, the library officially opened with Tamsin Brooks. She was 60 years old, serving as, the, again, the first librarian. In June of 1881, Pilden Nickerson of Harwich donated 40 Rogers Group statues to the library. A room adjacent to the library room was opened to house the new collection. The Rogers Groups were plaster statues, very popular at the time, which stood two to three feet tall and depicted themes of contemporary America, the Civil War, and everyday life. And those are also scattered around the library today. We have some in circulation, and um, we also have some up on the second floor reference section. And some <clears> above <throat> the DVDs, And too. the DVDs, yeah. 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 
1885, the Greek Revival Building that was part of the Brooks Block housed the Cape Cod Five Cent Savings Bank. So that is actually the picture book room um, in uh, the children's section. Today, that building is part of the library. Oh, yeah, that's what I just said. <laughs> um, the library has been owned and operated by the town of Harwich since 1910. And that is the history of our wonderful building here. Mm-hmm. And um, its family. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the part of this that everyone was actually here yes. for. And we're going to be doing a lot of editing. I feel like I said I think, so many ums and pauses. Uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's if we real sounded life. a little like... Wooden, it's because we have notes in front of us and yes. we're just very... It's a lot <laughs> of information. It we is just want to make sure that we get all, all the right information. <laughs> we do, but you guys are going to get the nicely edited version of this so you won't hear us being like, what is this? What? Who? What? When? Where? But anyways, anyways, moving on. So, we have a couple ghost stories from the staff members. I know ghosts aren't maybe something that everyone believes in. I personally believe in them in a certain way. Same. But our building is old. Um, It has had people live in it. It potentially may have had people pass in it. I was never able to confirm where Tamison passed, if it was at home or if it was elsewhere. But these were just some interesting tales that went on. So let's start with tales from other staff members, and then maybe talk about our own personal (laughs) interactions here. All right, so... Someone mentioned that as they have exited the local history room, the local history room is also the cahoon room. It's that one on the second floor that's always locked between the nonfiction audio stacks. So those two low shelves along the wall there. When they've exited that room, they've discovered books that have fallen off the stacks just outside the office door before the building was even open. (laughs) So not sure what that could have been. And also while that person was alone. So, how a book, it could have, you know, just tipped off the shelf. It's possible. It's possible, but we will, yeah, well, we will we'll, keep, we'll definitely we will, continue, we will continue that, that line of thought because. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll, I guess we'll just go yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Um, so, um, another librarian um, has said that more than a few times they've had books fall and off of shelves right in front of them with no one else around. So, once again, this is another theme that's going to be um, explored. Um they assumed that it was a thing that happens to all librarians, though maybe it happens, um, you know, because the library is old and likely haunted, <laughs> this according to her. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and they also look really closely at the books because maybe they're trying to say something. You know, I definitely, I don't think, uh, I, I think it would be interesting to know, like, which what books, is like if we track out. them. Is it a common, like, is it the same book? Or is it, like, multiple right. ones of the same subject? Right. So, and, you know, they even think maybe they should read that book just in case. I mean, wouldn't you? Um, I kind of want to. Yeah, right? Just to see. Like, maybe this is a suggestion. I know. Um, <laughs> um, either that or it maybe it was just shelved in a way that it happened to be falling. But I don't know. I like the, the idea of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> the ghosts. Yeah. I need that as a pin. <laughs> uh, uh. Um, we've also had another staff member report that they have heard skirts rustling in the stacks. If any of you have ever worn or heard someone walk by who is wearing a longer skirt, that very distinct swishing sound that you may be familiar with, that has been reported again upstairs in nonfiction. That seems to be a good center of activity is the nonfiction stacks outside that local history room. I know for me personally, there are days, so let me backtrack. 
I come in early before a good chunk of the rest of the staff along with another one of our, our staff members and we do opening. There are some days when I'm here on my own, just the way the schedule works out early in the morning and when I'm going through the building, particularly when I've been doing paging list on my own, which is when we do those book pickings for holds off the shelves, or if I'm just going through the stacks, and this happens in circulation and upstairs in nonfiction, but always in that side of the building that was a house at one point that had rooms. Um, I have been going through the rows and it will sound like someone is walking with me through the rows, either a row ahead or a row behind, never like in my row, but it's very distinct footsteps. Not, not like tread, 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 mm. tread, thump, 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 but like it sounds like footsteps and someone is there with me, which is highly unusual when you're just the only one and it's kind of dark like I like keeping the lights off while I'm in the building just because it it feels nice to me Mm. and calm and quiet but to be the only one and know you're the only one there and then to have that sense of there is someone walking with me through these these rows and rows of books and then occasionally a book will fall off Mm. the shelf you know you go pick it up you retrieve it you put it back but it's just another one of those things. It's like, why are these books falling off? I know the floor isn't that tilted. I know things are pretty flush. We have great shelvers who go through and do a good job of making sure that everything's on the shelves. So it's primarily for me the footsteps that just really get me kind of... It's not uncomfortable, but it's just, oh, hello. <laughs> There's another thing that's in this hello. building with me. <laughs> hello. I think it's Tamison. I have reasons for thinking it's Tamsin. We'll go into that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, So for me, I I have actually experienced something very similar um, as well. Um, I'll give a background of my my story specifically. And there's this one specific instance. So we were closed for a holiday. I'm not sure which one it was. And normally when we're closed for a holiday, usually we'll have someone come in. And they'll um, empty the book drop so it doesn't overflow. And um, again, running run a paging list and you know pull pull items off the shelves that um, that people have requested. And this very specific instance, I believe this was my first time doing it on my own. And I'm in the building for three hours um, on my own, and it's snowing outside, like a lot of snow to the point where, like I I was like just imagining the shining, like just put that, that oh music in the background of the yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Um, and it was, it's, you know, so I'm, I'm getting in there and I may or may not have just read an article about a librarian who had been, you know, attacked. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, so I, there are many yes, factors playing into the there like, are many heightened factors. sense of, yeah. <laughs> um, and I did the same thing. I don't tend to turn on the lights because, yeah. um, I don't know, I just, I didn't feel the need to, and yeah. it's kind of nice. Um, but I ended up turning them on that day because it was dark um and it was like i said it was very snowy and just Mm -hmm. it was a dark kind of day and yeah there's there have been many like specifically that day a lot of like spidey senses going when it comes Mm -hmm. to feeling like there was someone either a couple rows ahead of me or a couple rows behind me i don't necessarily hear footsteps i hear creaking yeah like our our floors are very yeah our our floors are very creaky so every single time we step down on them they have a very distinct sound that they make and i would hear that but i could hear it like it sounds like it's going across the stacks yep either in front or behind me so that happened a couple times it was both Mm -hmm. in the fiction section 
um, the general fiction section ends. Right above that is the nonfiction um, area, right by, by the cob room. So, oh, sorry, not the, yes, Cahoon room. The, the Cahoon room. So, once again, it's just, it's, <laughs> I've also experienced um, it very similarly. And there has also been, you know, there were patrons that were dropping books in the book drop, and our book drop is very loud when there's no one else in yeah. the room. It startles um, you. It really yeah. does. And it's funny if you know if you've ever gone into a building where usually there's like either a good number of people there or it's not just you alone, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you're there alone mm-hmm. in, in a building for an extended period of time. I definitely like you notice things that you wouldn't particularly notice right. if um, if if patrons are are here or if other staff are here or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the big thing. I mean, I I have. I, I don't believe I've ever experienced a book falling, um, but... That, for me, is I've, very rare. Yeah. I will say, the book falling is very rare, but the the sense of, like you said, like the floor creak yes. as if someone's treading, mm-hmm. and the sense that someone is in the stacks with you, as if, like, you're going to turn the corner and you're just going to see them there. Yeah. Like, you know they're there. It's that sense of, like, I know there is another living, breathing thing near me. Yeah. Um, that's a lot more frequent, I think. <laughs> and, and very prevalent in the stacks. Definitely. Um, it's always in the stacks. Always in the stacks. But, I mean, there's also so many explanations for why these things Oh, there so is, yeah. Right? I'm sure there's some of you who, who definitely don't believe it all in ghosts and are like, these librarians, what are they yeah. doing? No wonder they're freaked right. out because it's dark <laughs> and they're going in when it's I snowing. Know. They just read a really <laughs> terrible article about, so, you know. Like, um, you just read The Shining, too. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> But there was another, um, you know, it just popped into my head, too. Yeah. There's actually been times where I'll be closing up in the nonfiction area mm. and I'll do a walkthrough mm. and I'll swear that I saw someone off the court of my eye, like, leaving. Yeah. yeah. And I'll go to see and I don't see anyone. So, like, yeah. you know, again, it's probably just a patron that's running through because they realize it's closing time or I don't know. I just, <laughs> I've noticed it a couple of times where I was like, oh, or I it's Obed Jr. Just like booking it. Yeah. Right. Um, Tamison. I don't know. <laughs> like that's squirrely um, Tamison. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but it's, um, I don't know. Maybe it's just our, our brains going crazy, but I, I but would like to believe this. Feels, I mean, this is an old building. It is. It's got history. I, yeah. for me personally, the way that I look at it is places, Retain whether this is like actual theory out there or anything. This is just my personal beliefs, and if you give me flack for it, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, live and learn. But I believe like places retain energy to yeah. a degree. That you know, not not in the woo woo sense, but like you know, in buildings have memories. Things have memories. It's it's if energy cannot be created or destroyed, what happens to it after? After mm. so. I, for me, I don't believe it's beyond the realm of possibility that something lingers from a family who clearly loved this building, yes. who built this thing and put so much of their own time and energy and and life into mm. it. I mean, Tamison was here until she died as the librarian. Yeah. She clearly loved what she did. I mean, they built the entire block. Mm-hmm. The Everyone was involved. All the siblings seemed like they were involved. Yeah. Um, if in anything, it. I would say that, like, I don't think it's a... If there is a presence, I don't think it's an, 
a mean presence. I Same. think like I don't think I've ever like I've noticed things, but I also don't feel like you don't threatened, feel threatened. Yeah. at all, which is I think really interesting. Yeah, so, it's yeah. it's just good things going on here. Creep, yeah. kind of creepy because yes. it's like it's not expected. But yes. and I think other staff members who have given us these stories have said the same thing, where it's like it's not. And an uncomfortable feeling it's just like uh there is something else here and it's a positive interaction it's not like something that's meant to frighten you or to be malevolent in any way it's just you know they're still in their house doing yeah. what they've always done mm-hmm. which that's kind of comforting yeah. i think just you know to know that they're here they loved it they're still there there have been different different types not just the books falling off and not just the the footsteps in the stacks so if you've ever been in the library and noticed anything strange, we would love to hear about it. And if it was in a different part of the building, too, like, I know, I personally will not go down into basements when it's dark or when I'm on my own. I just won't do it. I refuse. Just <laughs> creepy things live in basements. I'm convinced. I, nothing can sway my mind on that. Strange goings-ons down there. We, um, like, I, I run the, the evening book group, and <laughs> there oh. are many times, like, oh, like, last, it like up. last night I was, like, I'm running out with the people who are leaving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, obviously like, mm, making not, sure not everything me, was not, on not, and everything, but. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, like, when I open in the morning, I call the elevator up from the basement to oh, yeah. the, um, the ground floor to, yes. to turn the lights on and do everything, because I refuse yeah. to go down there on my own and be shut in the dark in a metal box. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, there are just general freaky horror stories that could happen in a library that most people don't even think about I think yeah just but our building has a lot of nooks and crannies Mm. that are strange um our attic is definitely a weird place to go into and to find yourself in with different areas that are there um you can see the distinct oh I will take you up there then um it is you can see like where it was the old building and the new Mm -hmm. building and there's just like there's parts that they're kind of bizarre (laughs) they're kind of bizarre i'm reading this book right now that the way they describe the library is like this labyrinth and in the story it's just common knowledge that the builder of the museum that this library is in went mad Mm -hmm. after either after designing the building or because of the process of designing the building. And the library is like a very central indicator of that descent for this person because it's just like this twisted labyrinth of different things um, that makes no sense. And the librarians are always described as very like spooky, kind of creepy. <laughs> don't mess with this this type yeah. of creature that is there because they don't seem entirely human. <laughs> um, so... I really, that makes me laugh. Yeah. I mean, our building is not a twisted labyrinth, I don't think, but there's definitely twists and turns in it where mm. it it could lend to that air of a bit. Yeah. But again, it's an older New England building. I think a lot of older houses have that feel to them, especially when you get in those tight, narrow corridors or mm-hmm. the really steep stairs. Um, steep you know, staircases the steep on the Cape are just everywhere. They're everywhere? Speaking of someone who used to clean houses, yeah, and they're all like these old houses that I used to yeah. clean. Yeah. <laughs> and those tiny doors. The tiny doors the tiny that lead doors. to nowhere. The tiny, doors that lead, the tiny doors that lead to the attic. Too. Yes. Like, I know inside my closet, my closet has a um, slanted roof, mm. so there's the slant and then this teeny tiny little door that opens i know it opens into the attic but i have piled so many boxes in front of it and different things understandably 
<laughs> never going to my attic. Don't want to know. Don't don't want to go there. Whatever's in there can stay in there. No. <laughs> um, and there are definitely like little little nooks and crannies in this building too that have that sense. And there's parts that we don't go into ever as well. Really, like the boiler room and yeah. things like that, where we just have no need to go in there. Mm-hmm. But it, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that we don't have to go in there. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I think we we are a nice, positive, fun building, and we have a lot lined up for you guys yes. for the coming weeks of Very information. Exciting. I am so excited. Thank you for joining us on this, too. That's really all I have about the family and the block. Yeah, this is going to be a shorter it. episode than I thought it would be. I, I envision this as being extremely long, but I guess not. I think the extremely um, long one is going to be when we get to the... Uh, paranormal programming and when we get to cryptids so be on the lookout for who you're going to call which is going to be talking about the paranormal programming at the library that's coming up and that we did last year and then what was found during the one that we did last year and then also believe and in believe we're going to be talking about cape cod hauntings and new england cryptids so definitely keep an eye out for those thank you for joining us again on our first spooky episode if you have any questions yeah. about the potential ghosties in the house, <laughs> in the library, Talk to us. please let us know. Or again, yeah. if you have your own experiences in the library of maybe you had a book fall off the shelf, maybe yeah. you felt like you saw someone going down the stairs ahead of you, definitely let us know because mm. we, we love to hear stuff like that. All right. That's it. Sounds like a plan. See you guys next time. See you guys next week. <laughs>